Welcome to the Creating Queensland podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Reynolds. Today, I'm speaking with Alexander Stefan. Alex is a practicing town planner and director of Stefan Town Planning. Additional to this, he is known as a digital disruptor with a focus on changing the property development industry. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's all right. Okay, so what are you actually doing in this digital disrupting space? What have you created? Yeah, it sounds a bit weird, digital disruption in property development. So we've um, built an application called PropertEase. That's P-R-O-P-E-R-T-E-A-S-E, so E's instead of the Y. Um, and basically what it does is we've automated town planning schemes. So we've taken the, I mean, Brisbane City Council, for example, the 4,500 page planning scheme and put it into a set of data um, and then built our own geospatial mapping system that we then plug in the council mapping data to then talk to our data and gives you automated answers for for development questions that you'd previously have to talk to a town planner about or talk to council or pay thousands of dollars for pre-logic meetings. So at the moment, you can go on the website and it tells you the development potential of a site. So if you can subdivide it, if so, how many, Um, if you can do units, if so, how many, and then it backs that up with with the hard numbers. So, you know, you can do four units because your site's bigger than the minimum requirement. You've got a bigger frontage. You can build this high, this much site coverage, this density. Um, and then it also goes into what cautionary overlays there are uh, and what they mean in layman's terms, not the crazy council <laughs> council um, way that they say, you know, you got flooding and this could mean this. And, you know, what the hell does that mean? We've kind of put it down that if it's affected by flooding and it's got this, you probably can't build in that area or if you can, it needs to meet these criteria and we also have uh infrastructure so where the location of sewer water and stormwater are okay so specifically who is this helping um we have a lot of real estate agents that use it it's probably because it gives it empowers the real estate agent to have the same knowledge as a town planner without excuse me yeah well not the same full knowledge as a town planner (laughs) um but you know those that that access to quick information that we both have locked in our brains from dealing with planning schemes for the past 10 years, um, they can just quickly go on their phone while they're sitting down with someone and if someone hits them with a question like, how high can I build here? Mm-hmm. Instead of going, oh, probably two stories. You know, that could be in an area where they're about allowed to build eight stories. But they don't know because it's just so complicated these days. So they can jump on the app, type in the address, and then all of a sudden know that. So a lot of real estate agents will be using it that way. Likewise with potential buyers and people searching the property, um, the real okay. estate market. So and, it's empowerment. Yeah. And would you also say that there's other people using it as a time saving who maybe already do have the knowledge, but yep. it could be a time saver? Yeah, definitely. So there are other town planning consultants and architecture firms who use it. Um, and, you know, we can see how much they use it. And I can tell you that they absolutely smash it. They do like 30 reports a day. Um, and in our business, Stephen Town Planning, we... We have Ali, the admin, she does it. So someone calls and says, hey, I want to talk to a planner about a potential subdivision on this site. Whilst they're saying the address, she's already got the property up and she goes, you know, look, yes, it does have development potential. You know, you might be able to achieve two lots there, but um, what I'll do is send it on to our director or send it on to one of our planners and they can have more of an in-depth look at it. Because as we both know, it's not as simple as it ticks all the boxes in the in the planning scheme you're allowed to go ahead and do it. There's a bit more, a bit more in the back end there that you need to take into account. But you know, the, the idea of properties is to give you that quick and simple answer to know whether you should take it further or 
um, keep looking for the next one. Definitely. So rather than just continuing with the age old, just call your planner, talk to it, and you could have kept going with that, you've already got a planning business. Where did this idea come from to sort of automate? Yeah. So probably, so I've been a private consultant planner for 10, well, uh, 12 years, 10 years in my own business. And probably about four or five years ago, we used to have a lot of people who would just kind of use and abuse us. So they'd call <laughs> up, and I'm sure it happens to yourself, yes. I'm sure it happens to everyone. They'd call and just go, hey, we're going to send you work eventually, um, but can you just quickly have a look at this property and this property? And oh, can I actually send you a list of properties? So that used to happen to us a lot. And I was trying to figure out a way to get paid for doing that. Um, <laughs> in, you know, because some of these people, you'd never get a job out of it. But if you turn them away, then you know, you've got a bad reputation that you haven't helped someone. So... Um, we had a service called Development Queensland, um, which essentially was what Properties is now, but a manually written version. Okay. So we had a website. It was devqld.com.au. doesn't exist anymore, so don't bother searching it. Um, <laughs> actually, I think it redirects. So um, people were going on there, and you pay, they pay 25 bucks, put in their address, tell us what they want to do, and then uh, tell us what they want to do, and we manually write a report and go, yes, you should be able to subdivide because you meet these requirements. It became way too popular at the time. So okay. we we're doing like, I don't know, like 30 reports a day, which just took up way too much of our time. We're only getting paid 20, 25 bucks per report. Yep. So then a friend was like, why don't you just automate it? And I was like, you're crazy. You cannot automate this stuff. It's just so complicated. Each planning scheme is different. Each code is different. Um, and then, yeah, I think I just kept thinking about it. And then eventually I thought maybe there is a way. And yeah, like... Okay. Literally millions of code um, lines of code later. We <laughs> Did now. you write that yourself? No, no. I, I kind of like hypothesize it all. And okay. then um, Christian, who works with me, so he's the, the coder. So okay. I uh, basically sit down with him and go, this is what I want it to do. Is mm-hmm. this actually possible in, mm-hmm. in the coding space? And the fortunate thing is we're living in a day and age where if you, you know, it, it basically can happen. You can code it and you can automate it. You just need to have the, the logic behind it how you want that to happen um, and the money to do it, unfortunately, is the other one. Yeah. So how long has this process actually been from initial idea conception to today? Yeah. So it's been from from conception, it was, you know, from development Queensland to then thinking about yeah. automating. It's probably been about four years. So it's been a while. I mean, the, it was a bit on and off there for the first year or two. Um, but once we kind of fully kicked it into gear, it probably all came around in about a year. So we launched over a year ago now um, and it's been going really well and we've just been really nailing exactly what our value proposition is to two people yeah. and exactly what we do mm-hmm. because you know we, we watch other companies doing things in this space and okay. they try to do everything mm-hmm. which we would love to do but at the end of the day we're professional consultant town planners and we've got an app that tells you about town planning information so mm-hmm. that's where we've got to now and yeah so probably about four years all up. Let's okay, yeah. so it's, it's not that long a time. Um, no, I would say in the scheme of things, it's I would say it's been pretty successful pretty quickly. Hmm. And other than being on this podcast, have you been getting recognition from other, I guess, parties? Um, let me think. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously probably the one thing that makes us feel as if we're doing something right is just the amount of interest we've had from other bigger businesses to yes. either buy us out or partner or somehow get access to our data via an API. Um, 
And it doesn't seem that anyone's really cracked that yet. So we're the only people that have that data and you've got these billion-dollar companies who I'm sure... Are you going to fold? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, obviously if the right if the right partner comes along that okay. would suit what we what we're doing in our vision, then definitely. But you know, a lot of them just go, we want to have the people with the most data, so we want your data now, and okay. then they don't really have any vision as to what they want to yeah. do with that. Whereas, being a town planner and watching cities grow, I can kind of see the bigger picture of what we can do with this information. Yes. Um, aside from just going. This is the potential value of the property now because this mm-hmm. data says that you can potentially subdivide yeah. it. So, um, and then we've done a couple of, uh, radio things. We did a launch on various media outlets. So channel nine, channel 10, things like that. So, so yeah, it seemed to people, it's helping people. It's helping empower the everyday person to, to not have to be scared about town planning stuff and just be able to access that information quite easily. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's just uh- helping the everyday person. <laughs> And getting paid at the same time, potentially. Of course. (laughs) Uh, So in a four-year period, you've been able to see this growth and you've now noticed that, you know, you have an idea and anything's almost possible. Is this, and I know that you're sort of focusing on this as a town planning, I guess, solution. Yep. Is that then growing into other areas? Are you looking into other areas now um, in property development to sort of automate or disrupt? Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose the... The end goal, like the go- the sets of goals for us with properties and what we want to do with mm-hmm. that application, we're almost at like stage one of probably 20 in, in what we foresee it doing um, as its own individual thing in, in being yeah. able to give people simple town planning mm-hmm. um, answers. But aside from that, we got really good at building mapping systems and, okay. and analytical tools. So by developing properties, we actually kind of got really good at building custom GIS systems. So... Um, we actually started another company called Geographica, which is very, very random. But so we started another company called Geographica where we're building mapping systems and analytical tools of to interpret and analyze that data. Okay. Um, by doing that, we then kind of saw a bigger picture of what we could do with the, the data that we're pumping out of properties. So um, the easiest way to, to put what we're building or what we've built, I suppose, is, is, is yeah. You can tell properties can tell you what the current development potential of one single property is. So we can then do that over the the entire city. So by then forward projecting the potential development of the entire city, we can see what effect council zones and policies and height limits actually have on the city. Yeah. Not just let's zone that area high density and the the market will figure it out and it won't be overdeveloped because no one will put their money into overdeveloping Mm -hmm. something. As we're finding in Brisbane right now, that's not really necessarily the case. Um, yeah, that's, I'm not going to go into that. But <laughs> <laughs> We'd be here all day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so building these bigger tools to then, you know, forward project population growth, forward project emissions, public transport demand, infrastructure demand, all just off this one simple idea of being able to know how many people can potentially be on one particular allotment. So... That's kind of taken me way deep down the rabbit hole in, yes. in building data and formulas, and and it's really it's really fun. So that's something that we've built for local government areas, okay. state government, to be able to holistically plan without mm-hmm. just going, you know, oh, we need this more looks people here. Or- yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> there's a train station there. Let's draw a circle around it and increase the density, and then if you know. Ten years later, that road's stuffed. We'll make another lane and put a new 
you know, streetscape hierarchy code in there that takes yeah. a bigger verge width and we'll put a new lane in. Yeah, that's pretty much. So what you're basically happens. taking away the theory and using data. Yeah. It's all about data rather than just this might work. Yeah, this might work or we're putting that down to actual data and actual circumstances and outcomes that can be measured and tested instead of, um, you know, guesstimated with vague policy, I suppose. <laughs> Not that I'm having a dig at council. The, the, the fact of the matter is... It is this, what it is. Yeah, and, and this data hasn't existed until now. Yes. So I'll pat myself on the back. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really hasn't existed. This kind of this data hasn't existed and these processes of being able to calculate things hasn't existed. And, you know, I know most of the urban growth models that local councils have in southeast Queensland and I've looked at them and torn them apart and got their data and mm-hmm. you know some councils are doing an insane amount of data collecting and, analy- and, and analytical tools they're building their own stuff mm-hmm. and it's and it's really good but they're just not really using it to the full potential and some of them don't have anything so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's it's exciting. So, yeah. I'm it's very clear, exciting. I'm, I'm not, excited. Yeah, I'm clearing that I'm not having a dig at council, but, you know, there's potential. There's Cover potential your bases. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Mm. So, I am very excited about what you're talking about. Um, and you've obviously got big visions for your company and what you're doing with your data. Overall, what is your vision for everything? Even if you couldn't do it all, what is your vision for the future of property development? Yeah. Um, and technology and how we would use it and who – I'm probably throwing too many questions at you now, but, like, where other jobs do you see in the future? Yeah. Like, are they going to be town planners? Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I get asked this a lot because, yeah. obviously, the obvious question is, like, you're trying to replace a town planner. Yeah. But I think, you know, well, the perfect – so back in 2008 when I became a full mm-hmm. grad, graduate planner, I think it was the same year that Smart EDA came out. Okay. Um, Smart EDA, for anyone not, that doesn't know, is, was basically a system that at the time said that it would allow anyone to lodge their own development application. So it was like a step-by-step process. Uh-huh. Um, and literally <laughs> at the time I was like, what? I just finished my degree and now there's this like automated system that's going to mm-hmm. replace it. Um, and then that quickly fell apart. And then mm-hmm. 2000, and then the new planning scheme came out and it went from being like 2,500 pages to 4,500 pages with – 10 times more planning scheme policies and, and it just became more and more complicated. And I quickly realized there's, there's no possible way. I think that you can automate that kind of subjective, um, I don't know, look at planning schemes mm-hmm. and, and development in general. I don't think that that could be fully, mm-hmm. um, yeah, automated. But where I do see the automation is cutting out the kind of really frustrating tasks of, you know, putting together forms and... Yep. So administration. Administration, and yeah. And even, I mean, what we're doing with properties, I mean, that can be fully automated and really just taking what we currently have and building in more and more of the risk that's automating more and more of the risk associated with development. So mm-hmm. things like slope of land, location of services, demand of development mm-hmm. in that area. So that's all stuff that can be fairly mm-hmm. automated quite easily, um, but that's not going to replace someone then looking at it and going hang on you know i know i know the developer who owns those blocks and i know that he's going to go ahead with the development mm-hmm. in the next week or the next year so it's probably not a good idea you know you can't automate that kind of stuff yeah. so yeah i don't think i don't think town planners will ever be redundant i think um if anything we're going to become more and more 
important and probably more and more specialised. So we'll have people only doing residential and people only doing commercial because the variances in the codes between the two now are well, pretty dissimilar, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, in 20 years' time, I can imagine just the residential codes alone will probably be four and a half thousand pages long. Yes. So, I remember seeing a city plan, um, an old one, it was brown and frayed and it yeah. literally was the size of my thumb, like, yeah. in thickness. <laughs> and then the next one, I think Brisbane City Plan 2000 was three folders. Yeah, I remember that. And now the Brisbane City plan, you can't even print, can you? No, that's, I don't think. That's what can. I've been told. I'm not sure if it's a rumor. I haven't heard of anyone trying to print it, but Well, I don't think it I don't think so this is funny. So we did a study on um the growth of like the legislation and how big it's getting, how more complicated it's getting. And yeah, it's we could not find a single version of the city plan. So I don't think one exists. So what we did was download every, it took like a day, download every single document that you can on, from the city plan, put it all into one word document. And <laughs> yeah, we've got to four and a half thousand pages and that's, and maybe some pages in there were even missing, but I mean, four and a half thousand pages is just insane to just handle one area. And you'd think with those pages, it would be pretty clear cut what you're allowed to do and what the restrictions are, <laughs> but. As we all know, it's, no, there's so much great like that. So knowing that that's just what hap- is happening in one local area, hmm. um, and I know your property eases in Queensland, yep. southeast Queensland specifically at the moment, I believe. Yep. Are you working with other states or are you looking at international maybe in future or what's yeah, the yeah. plan there? Yeah, definitely. So we're about to launch in New South Wales and Victoria. Okay. Yeah, so the way that we've built the system, it's basically completely, man- you know, we, we can manipulate the algorithms quite easily to adapt to different planning scenarios because the way that the planning scheme works in Brisbane is different to Logan and the way that it works in Queensland is different to New South Wales. So when you think we've got 540 different council regions mm-hmm. all with their own planning schemes and potentially yes. some have multiple planning schemes like mm-hmm. Scenic Rim have three or four at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we can basically grow really quickly and, yeah, really looking forward to going to New South Wales and, and getting that getting that uh, that part of the market. But it seems like all of our users are from New South Wales anyway trying to buy up here in oh, okay. Queensland. So you're getting even more information yeah. other than just what the property is. You're looking at who is actually buying and where almost. Yeah, well, we're about, we're about to do a um, uh, our first, obviously we're only operating for a year, so um, our first yearly review. So um, we've slowly got, I'm slowly building it, but just basically looking at how many reports we've generated, where they've been generated, yeah. by who. Are you going to release these reports? Yeah, yep, yep. So obviously it'll be all very general information um, because we can't, we're not going to go into the privacy issues. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting. So it's it's actually, I mean, the majority of people generating reports are real estate agents, mm-hmm. which I think is a great sign that, mm-hmm. that real estate agents obviously trying to become more knowledgeable in the space of town planning, whereas previously maybe they weren't really... Um, hitting the mark in, yeah. the, in the planning advice category. So so that's yeah, kind of exciting. No. Well, I'm super excited for where this is going to go. Mm. And thank you so much for talking to me. How can people contact you if they want to? Um, LinkedIn's probably the easiest way. Okay. Um, so yeah, just, LinkedIn, yeah. Alexander Stefan. Yeah, two Fs, S-T-E-F-F-A-N. So yeah. We get not P-H, not one F. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> 
best of luck with everything. And